Eventually, the AC will turn off so that you don't hear that. Oh no, we should have turned it off. I did just turn it off. It's oh. taking a sweet time. <laughs> oh. Okay. That means it's going to be really hot, so I'm going to get cranky. Oh no, it's off. It's already starting. Oh. It was almost it's done whenever hot. I turned it off. It's too hot. It's not too hot. Our house is literally almost at the temperature I set the AC to. No, it's too hot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ugh, I like when we do the podcast in the winter. We're going to be a winter podcast from now on. <laughs> Winters only. We just had an hour-long <laughs> conversation about putting more effort into the podcast, and you want to wait until winter. Winter. Be a winter only <laughs> podcast. See, that's a niche no one has filled. Winter only podcast. Yeah, because you can't have a successful podcast that way. <laughs> they just haven't tried. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, do you remember this movie that we're talking about? What are we yeah, talking we about? Yeah, we are talking about... Um, Hold on. No, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Okay, it Oh, is... you don't remember. No, I thought no, you were sh- building up I to remember, it. I remember, I remember, I remember. I remember now. Can I say it? Uh, I'll let you say it in a minute. Okay. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast where we take... Oh, I just messed that up. I'm reading from a script and I messed that up. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast where we attempt to take bad movies seriously, treat them as they should be treated, and we believe that inside every bad film is an overlooked piece of art waiting to be revealed to the world. Doesn't that sound like so nice? It does, but then not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nigel from Film.com, and with me is my wife and co-host, Caitlin. Hey, hey. And this week we're talking about... Frankenhooker. Yes. Oh, nailed it. Directed by Frank Hennenlotter. And, uh... What else has he done, Nigel? What else has he done? Yeah. He's done Brain Damage, which I did think about making that our podcast next week. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch that. Basket Case. Okay. And, um... There's three of those, just in case you didn't Three. Know. Yes. And uh, this other movie called Bad Biology. And a documentary called That Sexploitation. Oh, that one. Yes. <laughs> um, anyways. So, he hasn't directed a lot. But he's definitely made a name for himself with Basket Case. Is that a good movie? Um, I mean, it's 80s camp. I think so, no. it would probably fit with our podcast. Yeah, it would probably fit <laughs> with our podcast. But I think it's generally considered one of his better movies. Well, that's I'll be the judge of that. Um, I did think about doing brain damage next week. Yeah. But, um, our next movie has 
a different connection to this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, so this movie uh, has James Lawrence in it, who is he? He's one of those actors that just kind of plays side roles, like RoboCop Three. He's upset driver. Okay. Uh, he was. He's the main guy. In um, Frankenhooker. Yeah. He's the Hoffa Rally Teamster number one <laughs> in The Irishman. Uh, frightened Inmate number two. Um, uh, that's like Tobias's role. That that was the joke. He's not actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, he's got little roles like that. And then Patty Mullen, who played his girlfriend, fiance, Elizabeth. She was a uh, penthouse model. That's it? Uh, she was in two movies. Three movies. Frankenhooker. Uh, oh, no. She was in an episode of The Equalizer. Oh, okay. And the movie Doom Asylum, which is Kristen Davis's first role. When did that come out? 80... 88. Eight. Nice. Yes. Frankenhooker was 1990. 90? Yeah. Wow. This feels very 80s. Yeah. It does. Um, yes. This movie was notable. I'm just, I was more like saying that because she worked her way up to this. In Patty her, Mullen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel bad for her. No wonder she gave up after this movie. Yes. Uh, this movie, fun fact, has an endorsement from Bill Murray. What? Why? Because he was working on another movie while they were editing this and thought that it looked fun. And so, like, the producers and stuff were like, oh, we should get an endorsement from Bill Murray. And, like, Frank Henlotter was like, no, like, leave him alone. Like, he's Bill Murray. Like, we don't want to beat him up about it. And so eventually, like, he just kind of avoided him the rest of the time. And then they ran into each other again, and Frank Henlotter, like, a plot apologized for it and was like i'm sorry if they like badgered you about it and then eventually he he was like no that's cool and he gave an endorsement wow he should have watched the movie before doing something like that i think he did oh okay okay i wish that i'd written down what he said though it was something like if you see one movie this year it needs to be frankenhooker or something like that Um, no no (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what other movies came out in 1990. Yeah, you're telling me to watch this movie over... Let's see. I just realized that this is a way easier way to look up movies, but now it takes it to load. Mm. And, oh, not that. We want this, and then this, and I'm filling in the space that I'm going to inevitably delete. Yes. Uh, Goodfellas. Edward Scissorhands. Okay, already, Gremlins already now. Two, the greatest sequel that's ever been made. Back to the Future Three. No. Mm-hmm. Total Recall. No. Uh, Cry Baby. The Exorcist it? Three. Child's Play Two. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Nightbreed. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's so many other movies I would recommend seeing, but that's a good question though. What if you could only watch one movie? From a decade. From a, a whole decade? No, like, yeah. Uh, or a year. year. Sorry, a year. 
Well, I mean, that's not too f- dissimilar from our... Um, yeah, that's true. Thine are finished. Our favorites from each year. Uh, I think for me, for 1990, it... Ooh. See, this would be hard because Total Recall came out this year. Wild at Heart came out this year. And Gremlins 2. Also Back to the Future, but... Okay, but it's Back to the Future 3. Still. It's a trilogy. Is that what you would pick? Bride of Reanimator came out in 1990. <laughs> That's actually uh, convenient that I was going to bring that up because I wanted to know what movie you thought was better, Frankenhooker or Bride of Reanimator. I'm going to go with Bride of Reanimator. Are you just saying that because... No, I am uh, very confident with that answer. I enjoyed that what much more. Yeah. Anything with Jeffrey Combs is going to be more Jeffrey enjoyable. Combs is so fun. I do yes. enjoy him. Um, but, and uh, oh, what's her face? Uh, Barbara Crampton. Barbara. But she's not in Bride of Reanimator. She's not the girl. No, she's in the first one. Remember, she's the girlfriend that dies. Yes. And then in yeah. the second one, they use her heart. That's right. To put the body together. Yeah. The first one is better. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I just love I how over the, the top one. the second one is. Like to the arsenal. Uh, okay, so if, if anybody listening to this is confused, which I hope that if you're listening to this, you're at least familiar with some bad movies. Uh, Bride of Reanimator and Frankenhooker are virtually the same movie, minus the hookers, kind of. And the body parts having memories. Well, no, because so I did rewatch Bride of Reanimator without you. Yesterday, I'm sorry. I was bored. I needed something to watch. Ah. In Bride of Reanimator, they figure out how to take the serum and apply it to specific body parts so each body part comes back to life on its own. True, but does it have memories? I don't know. (laughs) Frankenhooker posits the theory... That your body parts contain just as much of your memories as your brain does. Like my pinky. If you cut my pinky off, it would have memories of my life. Yes. Because when Jeffrey puts Elizabeth back together, she starts walking around like the hookers from the bodies that she was made of. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did she do? Uh, she starts repeat her because of her body is made of hooker parts. Right. She starts repeating lines from the hookers that they had said earlier in the movie. Right, which was a choice that they made. It was <laughs> a choice that they made, uh, and of course, the most iconic of them is "Want a date." Oh, my gosh. And uh, if you saw the VHS for this movie back in the day, there was a button you could push, and little lightning bolts lit up on the box, and it said, Want a date? Now, that's good marketing. I think that this is one of those movies that has its cult following because of VHSs. And good artwork. Yes, good artwork. I mean, honestly, I remember seeing this box at the movie store no back in the day 
and thinking that it looked funny. Oh, look, there's the Bill Murray endorsement right on there. <gasps> if you only see one movie this year, it should be Frankenhooker. That's awesome. Hey, you know what? Do what you gotta do. A terrifying tale of sluts and bolts. Sluts That's and bolts. Clever. Love I it. like that. Um. Yeah. So, Caitlin, what did you think of this movie overall? Okay. I guess I think I think my expectations were just too high. I think that was the issue. Because overall, I felt like this movie was disappointing. In that it did not make logical sense. But not to a fun level. Like, it didn't make logical sense. And I didn't really feel like it had much of a story. It The middle part kind of dragged. And really, you only see Elizabeth as the titular Frankenhooker for about 30 minutes. Yeah. I just felt like I was expecting more. Like, she would become Frankenhooker and, like, they would go do things and, like, maybe he would get, like, famous from this and... I mean, arguably, she did do things Well, I don't know. Like, they becoming... had a life and... <laughs> I also didn't think she was going to be purple, but, you know... That was a choice they made, too. Oh, I don't know why I knew that she was purple. I don't know. I, I didn't get that vibe. Yeah, that was a weird thing that occurred. I mean, I guess I, I'm struggling with what makes this movie less enjoyable than, let's say, like, Killer Workout. You're asking why it's less enjoyable yes. than Killer Workout? Well, I don't know. I feel like that's what you're telling me. So why don't you tell me why? But I don't know why. I just, I know I had more fun watching Killer Workout. You know what the, the reason is? What? We didn't have a picture of Margarita. So that's this. the other thing I was thinking about. Do we need to start having a science with our drinks and movies? Like we have to have a certain amount of alcohol. Before we watch our movies. Yeah, or like during watching the movies, we have to consume a certain amount. Should we have a drink? Because what if that is the actual factor here? That's that's the uh, the independent variable. Dependent? Oh, no. I'm dead. Tired. <laughs> um, but that's the variable here, is the alcohol. True. I think. So I think we're going to have to start... Measuring our alcohol and having, but the we same had amount. drinks with this movie. Yeah, but it could have been less than Killer Workout. I mean, it was definitely less than Killer. Well, Workout. then maybe Killer Workout wasn't that great. Maybe we just the alcohol affects our love for the film. Yeah, but we had. Oh no, our science is tainted. But we had a bunch with Chopping Wall the first time, and we still love that. Yeah, that's a great movie, but that's just a good movie. That movie's hilarious. That movie's great. I mean, because this movie does have everything you need. It's got great one-liners. Yeah. It's got a crazy death. Are you talking about when all of the hookers die? No. <laughs> no, it has multiple crazy deaths. Oh, when the guy gets his head chopped nope. off? Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, how she dies? Oh, yeah. How did I forget that? Like, <laughs> the thing that sets this whole movie into motion. Right. I can't wait to talk about this. Uh, okay, but I want to hear what you think about this movie. Honestly, this movie has aged very well in my mind. Yeah? I think I was disappointed by it. 
but really it ticked all of the boxes that right. of like how I expected it to play out. So why wasn't it as enjoyable for me? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean this this movie literally has everything. Right. And what more could you ask for? I don't know. Right. So it's just it's absurd. You got trays of boobs. <laughs> You got exploding people. You have, like, true love. Tr- true love? Question mark. You have self lobotomies. Like, <laughs> you got brains in a in a fish tank. You have mutant bodies. Like, you got a pimp. You have a pimp named Zorro who was like the worst actor ever. <laughs> like, honestly, I wonder. Okay, so here's a here's a fun fact about the movie. All of the women in the movie were actual hookers. No way. That street that they filmed everything on, real street where, like, hooking happened. No way. It is not like that anymore because it's been gentrified. Oh, good. But they literally, like, set the camera up on the back of a van and, like, followed, like, uh, James Lawrence around, like, as he was driving through the neighborhood. They're all hookers. hookers. Yes. Okay. So here's the other thing. This was like one of the first, this was the first movie that Frank Henlotter made where he used SAG actors, Screen Actors Guild. Mm -hmm. And he was like required to only use them. But a lot of the actresses would not do the amount of nudity that he wanted for the movie. And so he went and got actual hookers who eventually became members of the Screen Actors Guild. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yes. I had no idea. Here's another fun fact for you. They had a mixture of flexible body parts and rigid, like, mannequin parts, depending on, like, what the scene needed. And halfway through shooting the movie, all of the flexible ones were stolen, which is why when he's putting the bodies together at the end of the movie, that's, like, it doesn't move or anything. It looks like he's putting a mannequin back together. That's hilarious. Wow. Yes. I'm kind of surprised by the IMDb score on this film. 6.2? Yeah. I mean... It's rather high. Well, I mean, one, this is a great bad movie. It has a very big cult following. Two, the story's not that bad, despite the absurdities. I just think it... It... There was, I feel like there was a lost story in the middle. It it started to drag, bec- and I think it's because he started, he had a conscience all of a sudden about what he was doing, and I think that's where things kind of got weird. Yeah, you you might be right. Like, from him determining what the plan was to implementing the plan, that was just kind of a weird middle part. Yeah, it, it definitely, the middle felt like a lack of story to me, and it, it just, nothing was moving it along, and um, I actually, so at the beginning, I actually felt bad for him in losing his fiance. Right. And I was kind of happy that he was going to try to bring her back to life. I was like, that's pretty cool. I like that. I like that. And you he need body give, parts. He was going to give her a better body. Yeah. 
Okay. Because she tried dieting and it didn't work. Okay, that's that's fine, but then he when he was putting her back together, and you know the involvement with the strippers and the pimp that was fine, funny. And the super crack. And the super crack, hilarious, but then, <laughs> but then I was just just like, okay. I think I think here's what was disappointing for me was her coming back. Because she immediately became a hooker. Yeah, like what if what if she was like, oh Jeffrey, you know, and then they start to have this life, but then she like is like has these tendencies to be a hooker or something, you know? Like it's like she can't escape it. Or yeah, something. I think they were trying to, in many ways, pay homage to. The Bride of Frankenstein. In that, like, at first she doesn't like him. I've actually never seen The Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> but I do know that at first she doesn't like him. But at the end she doesn't like him, so. Really? I don't know how. Oh, that, I that mean, played. of this movie. Oh. Uh... She's a stripper through and through. Yeah, that's true. So. She gets a little salty with him, which I don't really... She, like, blows his head off. Well, no, she brings him back to life. As a woman. Yeah, but that's only because his special serum is estrogen-based and only works on female bodies. But she also killed him, so. She didn't kill him. Zoro killed him. Okay, but she basically killed him because she being a hooker. Why you just... No, Zoro was mad that he killed all of of his girls. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I thought Zoro died, too. He did, because you remember... In the hotel. No, he ran up to oh, the hotel. Oh, that's right, and he's like, my bitches. <laughs> I'm going to have to censor that I'm out. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just really, really funny, though, the way he said it. He's like, mom, you know. Yeah. It was just so funny. <laughs> um, All right, censor that out. That's inappropriate. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, so at the end, he comes in and he chops Jeffrey's head off, which is like, Easily, it's difficult to rank the deaths in this movie because they are all too crazy. Mm, yeah, I think I have a favorite, though. Is it the lawnmower? It's not. Is it the exploding? Yeah. The super crack? <laughs> uh-huh. He comes in, chops his head off, and then he's, like, trying to find the girls and the cooler gets knocked the freezer gets knocked over and you remember like all the body parts like morph together into those yeah like disgusting things toy story thing that like that like was like freaking like that scared me as bad as toy story did this was the as a child version of toy story it really was i literally was like <laughs> is this guy sid like i'm pretty sure jeffrey was sid sid would turn into jeffrey yeah if he was intelligent enough yes to go to med school yeah well, Jeffrey never actually got through med school, so... But he, he got into med he school. He got into... That's, so he has to be intelligent enough thing. to get into med school. Right. Uh, but it was it was literally... I forgot... That I don't think I said that out loud or pretty not. Pretty creepy. It was. But it instantly reminded me of Toy Story, and I oh, was I like... Oh, I mean, we were easily thinking creepy. the same thing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, then that's how Zoro dies. Yeah. And then, super crack better. Yeah, super super, crack. super cracks better. Um, at one the uh, 
the exploding hookers, um, they ran out of money, so they had to hire someone on the DL to do some unsanctioned explosions. And What does that mean? Well, so, like, everything's got to go through, like, a safety guy and, like, through the studio and stuff, and they didn't. And the guy who he's, like, finished setting up, he said to one of the actors, like, this should be safe. Oh, my gosh. And they went through with it? Yeah, and everybody was fine. Oh, my gosh. You can't do that stuff nowadays. No. No, because that could have been probably ended up on that documentary we watched. The Cursed Films? Yeah. Could you imagine if this movie ended up on Cursed Films? I feel like this movie would be more notable if a death occurred during it. Yes, for sure. It'd be hilarious. But also, though. I don't know if the movie would have been finished if a death occurred. This isn't right. as high profile as some of those other movies. Right. So let's talk about the plot. All right. Uh, we have our protagonist, Jeffrey Franken. Mm-hmm. And if that's not on the nose, I don't know what is. I'm surprised that name isn't licensed. Frankenstein? Mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong, and I'm glad that we don't have social media for people to call me out, but I think Frankenstein is in the public domain. I don't... I'm not even getting on that topic, so just move on. Okay. He is a... He works at a power plant. Right. But he's also a bioelectrical scientist. Diverse. Yes. He's been to med school twice, but never finished. He is working on... No, he, it's not that he never finished. He got kicked out. I thought he kicked himself out. No. Or like he, he did something. He got kicked out. Okay. 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 Um, because no one understood him. You don't remember? The daughter was telling yeah. the mom that? Yes. No one understands him. He got kicked out of med school. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm thinking about his conversation with his mom. Which, fun fact, so the lady who plays his mom is... Um, Louise Margo, oh, who uh, was Mary Hartman in Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. What is that? That's like a sitcom from the seventies. I actually don't know that one. So really, you've never heard of this one before? Um, no. Oh. Well, Margo, pa- not Margot Robbie. Margo Martindale. Yeah. She is not Margot Martindale. They are two very different people. Are you sure? I'm 100%. <laughs> In fact, I just told you who it was, and you're still telling me it's Margot Martindale. That's who she reminded me of. I did not get that vibe at all from her. Oh, okay. Uh, among, also being from Mary Hartman, she was in Requiem for a Dream. I know that movie. And... Uh, Everything you wanted to know about sex, but have been afraid to ask. Hmm. The Woody Allen movie. And Blood Rage. Oh, we should watch Blood Rage. That'll be a fun movie. Um, she was very sick while they were filming, and so she had to read all of her lines on cue cards. What? I don't... Why would... Why? What is... Why? Because she couldn't... She was sick, so she couldn't memorize them. From the script, so you're sick, like, so you couldn't memorize. I don't know. You've you've been like yeah, I've been sick, sick and, and still went to work and still yeah, okay. did my schoolwork. So I'm just saying you could memorize a couple of lines. It's not like she has okay, that but many. You don't know how sick she was. 
I mean, I just don't think there's okay a reason she couldn't have memorized lines. All right. Anyways. Whatever. It is. I mean, commit to the movie. If you want to be in this movie, memorize the lines. Otherwise, we will really replace you. I think they just really wanted Mary Hartman in the movie. Also, I'm is like, that why she had that raspy voice? I think so. Also, I'm like ninety percent sure that they talked about that show on that '70s docu series that we watched. And Mary Mary Tyler Moore. No, no, this is Mary Hartman. Yeah. See, I don't think so. Okay. Well, we'll just let that go then. I mean, you might be right. I don't know. Okay. Um, okay, so it's Elizabeth's father's uh, birthday. By the way, Elizabeth is supposed to be fat, but it really just looks like she's wearing a weird 80s poofy. Yeah, she suit definitely just thing. has like pillows in her butt area. Yeah. And then they said she was fat, but it's like, no, she just has a pillow stuck in her pants. Yeah. It's probably why the diet doesn't work. She got to take that <laughs> pillow out of her pants first. <laughs> Not me saying that. The lawnmower. Um, so Jeffrey builds Elizabeth's dad an automatic lawn, like a remote control lawnmower. And Elizabeth says, look, this is how you turn it on while standing in front of it like an idiot. Well, to be fair, she didn't know that, you know, I would stand in front of a lawnmower, too. I wouldn't have any fears about that. I mean, right, but if you're going to turn it on, like, move out of the way. It's not yes, like it was yeah. moving that fast. Right. And also, everyone told her to move. Right. It was moving so slow. Yeah. Uh, but she's basically, because of her refusal to move, she's destroyed by this lawnmower. In the, and Jeffrey takes her head. So Jeffrey's upset. He's like... I'm going to put her body together. Really, this movie could be summarized in a tweet. Girl dies in horrific lawnmower accident. Boyfriend puts her back together with prostitute parts. The end. Yeah. That's... That is spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, he... There's a storm coming, which apparently this is the time is now, he decides, after blueprinting her body and deciding. This is the thing I was kind of confused about. She he had this like whole wire schematic for her body and kept talking about where he needed like different transistors and stuff. But you never actually see him putting those into the body. It just kind of seems like he sewed body parts together and pulled a Frankenstein. Right. So are we supposed to assume that the electric is in there? Well, I think when he shocked her neck, it went throughout the whole body. Okay. Well, I guess we'll take it. I mean, that's what he does with Frankenstein. He doesn't, like, shoot right. electric I thought into that Frankenstein's this was, like, toe. I thought that this was trying to take, like, a more... Realistic approach. Not realistic. <laughs> but like an updated approach. We're like, oh, she also needs batteries or something. Uh, I don't know. I see. I got you. You know, that's no, kind of believable. No, needs electricity. Okay. Also, like, can you believe that he built that whole thing in his garage, like, in two days? Or did he already have that? And if he did already have that, why did he already have that? The roof opening with the giant poles, what I'm talking about. Oh, because his name's Franken. It came with the house. It came with the house. <laughs> they were like, oh, does this laboratory come with Maybe it? 
It I was think, his great, 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 great grandfather's Frankenstein's. Is this house. a is this a Frankenstein situation? Yes. I we should watch that movie again. It's so good. It's a great movie. So funny. Um I think he had all this beforehand. Well, what the, was he doing with it? Was he just like I, I mean, need a I'm giant sorry. pole and electricity? I, he made a brain with an eyeball. Like why you know, he can have whatever he wants because that's the stuff he does for fun. Yeah, why did the brain have the eyeball? That was never explained. No, but it's a reference to the movie The Brain That Wouldn't Die. Apparently, there's a poster with it. With a brain with an eyeball. Okay. So they, like, slid that reference in there. I don't know. I thought it was kind of a fun thing. No, it was. I just... You know. I just didn't know. I thought it should be explained. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good visual storytelling to show that, like, he is capable of making organic things that are kind of gross but work. Yeah. I don't really know yeah. where I was going with that. No, I get what you're saying. Like, it shows that he's capable of doing... Of creating Of creating, life. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, I got you. Um. So he goes cruising downtown looking for some prostitutes. Action. At first, he tells them that he's having a party for his brother. Yeah, that made no sense. No, it did not. Uh, and he meets Zorro. And while he's meeting Zorro... Zorro who, the pimp. Zorro the pimp, who literally just looks like a guy who left the gym at any second. Was he a real pimp? Was he a real pimp? I don't yeah. know. Let's find out. Um, he is an actor in two movies. Frankenhooker and brain damage. I'm pretty sure he is a pimp. It just if he IMDb is a pimp, he does not he seem like actor. he'd be a good one because he was not believable in the movie. No, um, he was not. Well, does IMDb say the other ladies were prostitutes? I don't have any of them. I don't remember any of their names. Uh, this one. This one says that she was. Oh. Um, what was the main girl's name? Amber or Honey? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. A lot of these girls were penthouse people. and Penthouse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Here's another fun fact. Elizabeth's last name was Shelley as a reference to Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein. Okay, I think this person who made this movie, he has a love of old horror films. He wanted to make this movie to pay homage to them. I mean, that that would not surprise me. That's what, like, 99% of people do who make horror movies. I think he liked the classics. He And he said, I'm going to kind of, like, take this story, update it. And pay homage to them. And you know what? He did just that with this film. He did. And you know what? 10 out of 10. Success. Yeah. I mean, I didn't enjoy it a 10 out of 10, but like he did pay homage to them 10 out of 10. Yeah. 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 Um, while Jeffrey's talking to Zorro, he notices that he's dealing crack to the ladies, which these ladies are like, crack is their food. Well, I mean, if you are a prostitute, that is probably accurate. 
I mean, I'm not going to pretend to understand the life of a prostitute. I mean, but if I was a prostitute, I'd probably be on crack, too. Because I feel like that's how you start prostitution. You get addicted to crack, then you have to pay for your crack, then you whore your body out, and then, you know, cycle continues. Again, I'm not going to pretend <laughs> to know the life of being I a just hooker told you what it was. or buying or selling crack. I just thought when Jeffrey pulls out the crack, they eat that crack like a dog going after a milk bone. They were oh. like, crack! And they like attacked each other for it. Uh, but Jeffrey buys a bunch of crack from Zorro and turns it into like super crack. Like a bunch of crack. Oh, like all the crack. Like where does this guy get this money? He works at the freaking electric company. I mean, where does he get a giant turbine fan for his garage? Easy electric company. Okay. They got those laying around. Yeah. He's just hiding office supplies up his shirt when yeah. he's walking or in his jumper. No, what? he did say in the movie, he said, I could go to, I forget the name of the place, but he goes, I could go to blah, blah, blah and get everything there. I have to go after dark though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a, a store. Yeah. Like you know, place. like an evil villain store. Yes. Where you get like your thin mustache. Yeah. And stuff. That's where he gets all this stuff. Oh, okay. Definitely a solid solid take. Well, that's what the movie made it seem like. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, Jeffrey makes super crack. Super crack. Then he goes and pretend he does this whole, like, medical examination scene with these girls and starts marking the body parts that he wants to keep. And then... Strategic. Yeah. And then he gives them super crack... And the super crack causes them to explode. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking they like their bodies like inflate and burst. No. No, they literally shoot off like rockets. It's hilarious. The scene is amazing. Flawless. Uh, <laughs> the girls will freeze in a pose and then it the shot jumps and all of a sudden the girl is replaced with a mannequin in that same pose and the mannequin explodes from the inside out and you just see styrofoam and mannequin parts go it everywhere. It is so funny. It might be the it, highlight it, of this movie. If Yeah, if you don't watch this movie for any other reason, watch it for that scene. Yeah. Uh, so then Jeffrey, he has to steal all the body parts. Zorro, here's the explosion. He shoves all the body parts in trash bags. And throws them out the window and puts them in the trunk of his car. And he drives through the streets of New York with like 20 ba uh, bags of body parts in his car. And but he there was bungee like one cords. leg that didn't yeah. fit. And it's hanging out of his <laughs> trunk like this. And his trunk is just bungee cord together. And you know what? I would believe that that would happen in New York too. So believable. I mean, especially in that sketchy road where right. that stuff was actually happening. So believable. Yeah. So then he puts Elizabeth together and he says that he's going to put the other women together. But I don't know how that's possible because he took parts from each of them. But I they mean. They could be like amputees. Yeah. But like. That's messed up. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. Somehow that's more messed up than him <laughs> taking just the body parts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, would you rather be an amputee or dead? That's what you're just saying. I think I'd rather be dead. Oh, my gosh. 
in this instant, like, okay, Caitlin, you put yourself into the mindset of a hooker for like There's a split with a second. fetish for you. For a hooker? That or for an amputee? An amputee hooker. Okay, but like, look, Caitlin, you're a hooker. Okay. You don't get paid a lot. You're having sex with, with disgusting men. You're literally, your food is crack, apparently. <laughs> like, you just, you live, you eat crack, you sleep with people, and you explode eventually. And you explode. <laughs> like, that's not... The life of a prostitute. That is not a quality of life that I would want to live. So I think in that case, I'd rather be dead. Like, okay, don't, don't get, like, I'm sure there is a need in this world for amputee hookers. Yeah, you get good money for it, too. Yeah, but, like, on that street. No, you you move up, you automatically move up in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, that's just, like, they handed you, like. Yeah, but where you get the money to do it. To move up, you yeah. just do like where, you where, just get promoted. Where, like zero your crack come you're, from? you're promoted to the, to the next street oh over. You, you be an amputee stripper now, and then they get more money and more crack. You'd be like that old lady that was just dancing on that stage in that bar the whole movie. Yeah, that's like that's retirement right there. That sounds like the worst type of retirement. No, I think I would still rather be dead. No, that's what you strive for in when you're a stripper. (laughs) To be an amputee? (laughs) No, you strive to be the old lady dancing on the table. That sounds worse, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know anything about stripper life. You don't either. You don't know what I do in my free time. You work, you go to school, <laughs> and then you come home and stress about doing those two things. Oh. So, okay. So Jeffrey puts Elizabeth back together. They do the whole Frankenstein thing. Also, fun fact, they intentionally made the inside of his garage laboratory bigger than the outside. That was supposed to be a joke. Didn't even phase me. Didn't nope. even think about that. Nope. Uh, that was probably... Just fell in line with believability of this film. Right. Like the giant pole and the lifting the bed up off the ground. Uh, so Elizabeth escapes. She goes to New York. And because she has electricity in her, when she sleeps with people, they explode. That was kind of a fun touch on things. Now that's a question. Would you rather not come back to life? Or you can come back to life, but every time you have intercourse with someone, explode. Oh, I think I would rather be dead. Yeah, that'd be horrible. I think the moral of this movie is dead is dead. (laughs) Because you could also come back, you could be a man and come back attached to a woman's body. Right, because if that's the only body you know how to make alive, then... Yeah. Um, Zorro sees that his mark is on Elizabeth's arm and he's like, oh, I know what happened. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go get this. And Elizabeth's neck like detaches from her body right as Jeffrey gets there. So he takes her home, puts her back together. Zorro shows up, cuts his Jeffrey's head off. And then the body parts of all the hookers morphed together because they were in this freezer filled with this estrogen goo, and they grab Zorro and pull him into the freezer with him. 
And then Elizabeth uses Jeffrey's notes and attaches his head to a hooker body. Um, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And, and that's just where it ends. I just feel like it, it ends so abruptly. Yeah. It's just like, okay. You know, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but I feel like the lady who played the Frankenhooker, she did a good job. No, I thought she did a good job. She I was mean, actually was very talented. For the comedic type of movie that this was, she nailed it. Yeah. Because she made that face that like... That titchy, titchy, twitchy face. Yeah, she did like the twitchy face. Yeah. She said all of the lines that the other hooker said. It's yeah. believable. Yeah. So, actually, kudos to her. She did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there are any uh, interpretations of this movie. I mean, it's it's the Frankenstein story. Like, what... Right. You know, it's... I think it was, it was this guy's um, interpretation of a modern-day Frankenstein film. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you deal with questions of, like... Is there life after death? Right. Can you bring people back from the dead and they're the same person? Yeah. And like, what if you, what if you could bring people back? You know, maybe he was asking the bigger question, should we? Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I think there's a little Peter Parker in him with great power comes great responsibility. Right. And Jeffrey, clearly you've got some screw lo- screws loose. Right. I mean, I granted, mean, he, he did gave give himself a lobotomy. Well, yeah. He gave himself lobotomies. And, and with he, a drill. With a drill. And like he just straight just zzzz, right in the head. Yeah. That was. That was wild. Yeah. Now there's a question for you. If you knew that giving yourself a self lobotomy with a drill could overcome certain fears that you have, would you do it? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No, that doesn't seem like a positive way to go about doing things. No. Um, should we consider this movie to be good? I'm starting to to change my view You're on that. You're starting to come around it. on it. I'm starting to come around because you know what? I think that this movie is a lot of fun for someone who enjoys the old horror films like Frankenstein. So we should recommend it to your dad. You. <laughs> 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 but someone who enjoys those films and is okay with nudity. Um, I think this is, is, it's fine. I think it's fun. I think it's a silly take on it. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. And um, yeah, this is a weird movie. It's... It's actually a pretty close adaptation of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. With like a little twist on the ending where he becomes a different type of monster. Right. Slash hooker. That's going to be an awkward conversation to have with his mom. Oh, my. You know, once he gets around to that. Right. And I wonder if they live happily ever after. Probably. Because like, you know, if you're a monster in the world, you want to be with another monster. But do they just go around stripping, though? Or hookering. I don't know. Who, Prostituting? I, I That's probably the know. right word. Prostituting is probably the right <laughs> word. Uh, I bet they do. All right. And again, people probably pay good money for that. So. Kaylin. Yes. <laughs> if you died. Yeah. And I was really intelligent. Mm-hmm. 
Would you want me to bring you back to life? Nope. Yeah? I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay. I guess I will mourn you greatly. Would you want to bring me back to life? I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, if I had that ability, I think it would be a very big question. You know, it's like in Penny Dreadful when uh, the guy's son dies. Right. And his wife's like, bring him back to life or don't come around here anymore. Right. And he's like, look, life sucks for me. Like, right. You know. So, I don't know. Would you want me to bring you back? I don't know. I worry about what would happen to you if I died. So, hey. I think maybe. Well, maybe. I, I probably am not that smart to do that. So, you don't have yeah. to worry. I wish that we had known more about their relationship before. Right. Because he seemed kind of like a terrible boyfriend. Right. Because he was so preoccupied with his eyeball brain. Right. At her dad's birthday. But also you think like being a scientist, maybe he could help her diet. <laughs> right. But I don't know. Like that would have been interesting because I'm trying to think of like, all right, what are some like the things that we learn about relationships? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, I don't feel like we really got enough from either of them to like have any takeaways. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I feel like this movie could have done a little bit better with story development. Developing their relationship. Cause I feel like we, we did learn a lot about Jeffrey. Yeah. Just Developing very their little relationship. about Elizabeth. Yes. Yeah. And really, I think I'm out of things to talk about with this movie. Yeah? That's yeah. it? That's all you've got? That's all I've got. I would probably just start repeating myself, and who wants to listen to that? All right. Would you recommend this movie? Oh, for sure. Now, look. Bride of Reanimator is still a better movie between the two. It is more enjoyable, and it has Jeffrey Combs in it. Right. However, this movie is just as great. Not just as great. It's a slightly less great but it is enjoyable. It's fun. Worth watching. Yeah. 100%. I do. I think I would recommend this movie too. I think it's fun. I think that you'll get at least a couple chuckles. The deaths should definitely make you laugh. The deaths are so over the top that it's worth watching for that. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I think I've come around on this movie. Good. Mission accomplished. <laughs> we can go home. All right. We are home. We are home. <laughs> so we can watch our next bad movie now. Yes, we can. That's what we're going to do. We're going to watch Street Trash. All right. Which I told you there was a connection to it. I know. I'm excited to find out what it is. Oh, you don't want me to tell you? No, we got to leave that for next week. Okay. Well, there's a connection to between Frank and Hooker and Street Trash. I can't wait to find out. So uh, go pour yourself a drink and join us on the couch. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.